Hey, welcome to this awesome episode of Stress-Free Selling. I'm honored to have our guest today who I can't speak highly enough about him. Um, his journey is one for the one for the record books. He started off as a high-level poker player before becoming a very, very serious and successful investor in the state of Texas, where he grew the largest single-family residential type um, investor channel in the state of Texas with over 40,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is no small feat. And beyond that, since then, he still invests, but He's taken on a new role entirely as a team leader of one of the fastest growing organizations in the world with over 2,100 agents here at eXp Realty called the Wolfpack. And Connor Steinbrook, I am pleased to have you and thank you so much for joining me. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to get on here and share some stuff and see if I can help somebody. Yeah, no. It's going to come across this. Yeah, let's do it. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> and, you know, mindset, I know in your story and in our past conversations, you've shared so much about how you learned through your journey. So why don't you start off just telling us a little bit about, you know, the the Connor Steinbrook in a nutshell and uh, what the big lessons were that you took and the challenges that you overcame during that. Yeah, I mean, to, to have a strong mindset and to fix the mindset, you have to break the mindset first. And uh, I think a lot of people think they already have a broken mindset. It's not until they really break the mindset, do they hit the rock bottom and kind of walk down to the depths of the darkness and kind of face the devil doorstep and they come back out of it that they really understand the limitations and the expansive nature of how they can go from positive thoughts, negative thoughts and everything in between, and then kind of how to control that thinking vehicle that we have on our shoulders. So, um, you know, I had a, like you said, I went off uh, to college in 2003, I put $20 in a poker site, became a professional poker player uh, by how, uh, by accident. It really wasn't within 10. I never was like, Hey, this is my goal. I'm going to, you know, go out there and work really hard and become a professional poker player. It's just like I started playing and it just organically happened. And then I did that for eight years. When that career was taken away, it was taken away in a pretty savage way. It wasn't that I lost the career or failed on my side. It was taken away because of government uh, government regulation. So if you look on the internet, is April 15, 2011. It's called Black Friday. Government regulation kicked in. The U.S. Department of Justice shut down the big poker sites. So what had happened was I spent a, a decade almost of just mass adversity, struggling up and downs, going bankrupt. And I was at my peak earning years. I just made it to the payoff moment. And I woke up and I had my identity tied to the poker world as well as all my friends. And it was just gone overnight, literally without warning. So imagine your entire existence disappeared. It's almost like dying was still having to like live through. It was almost worse in, in a way. And as you can imagine, it was a shock to me. And I was too young and too naive to not know that good things don't last forever. I spent all my money uh, while I was making it, which is a big thing, you guys. If you're making money right now, be smart and invest it, which is why I became an investor later because I realized some of my mistakes. And then... Um, uh, you know, I got into an emotional tilted mindset. So in poker and trading, we call it tilt. Tilt is what means when you're tilted off your normal mindset, when like a bad loss happens or your bad break happens, we move off our normal emotional pattern. And this makes us make worse, uh, less than optimal decisions, which causes more problems. And it just builds off itself. So what, what that means is I had my poker career taken and it sent me to Winstar Casino to the blackjack tables. And I gambled off pretty much everything else I had on blackjack and craps. And I built Winstar Casino. It's kind of what I tell people. That's why it's so nice. They had all my money to do it. And then I had nothing left, really. I had to move back home with my parents. And this was another mindset blow. And this was a, definitely a big ego blow. So someone that had been at the top of the world of a competitive industry, driving sports cars, diamond watches, $1,000 nights at the bars, having everybody think you're a celebrity. And all of a sudden, you're living at home with your parents, wondering what the hell happened in your life. And that's how fast it can change. And uh, for two years, I played poor me. And the first thing that uh, when it comes to mindset, in order to fix that mindset, you have to understand that you caused your problems. 
and it is your responsibility to get out of your problems and that no matter how bad your situation is, it's not something in the environment. I mean, it wasn't the poker sites. It wasn't the government. It wasn't God. It wasn't my parents. It wasn't the bird or the dog. It wasn't any of these things. It was myself that led to my situation at that moment because I gambled off the money after my career disappeared. And then when my career was there, I should have invested that money. I spent that money instead. So if I had taken the amount of money I made at an early age in my early 20s and invested it at 25, I would never had to work ever again. So it was my fault. I had had the vehicle. i had had the money. I messed up. But it felt like it was something around me's fault. And that's what I wanted to default to because there's everything around me that causes. This. But the problem is, if you believe that, and we'll talk about belief systems here and really why this is the case and how thinking processes work and how it changes our emotions and our attitude and our results. But um, if I believe that it's something around me's fault, it takes the control and power away from me to change my problem. When I believe it's my fault, I'm the one that has the responsibility. Now I can solve my problem. But when we think it's our relationship with our girlfriend or our parents or our wife or our kids, that these things around us, or I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, we're blaming external environments, things in the external environment, we're never going to get to where we're trying to get to. So first thing is you hear people talk about personal responsibility. I had to admit to myself in a tough way that I messed up and I wanted to re uh, reset my life. Now, it got to a very tough time for me, um, you know, almost to like a suicidal moment where I really was lost in life. I, and the reason why people get there, at least for me, was I had a past victory and I was looking for the future and I thought, saw a future that would never be as good as the past that I had. It was a very defeating mindset. Now, the belief of that caused the frustration and feeling in my body. And this is, we'll talk about this right now, how thoughts create feelings. So most people don't understand why they feel so bad. It's because they're having negative thoughts. So if I think a feeling, it's like a pitchfork when you're doing like a, playing a piano, it's going to send a frequency through your body. So what we think on, we feel. So let's say that um, Nick calls me and he's like, unfortunately, Connor, your best friend just died in a car wreck. My thoughts now just go to what the information came in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend just died. What happens is that thought creates a feeling in my body. I'm going to break down, probably start crying. Heart rate's going to pick up. I'm actually going to have an emotional change in my body and in my mind. Now, what happens if Nick calls back and says, hey, just kidding, uh, it was a horrible joke. What that means is the person was not dead. The belief that that person was dead changed the physical feeling or changed the emotions and changed the pattern in my body. So the reality is not what matters. This is why it's so important to understand belief systems. He was never dead. All I did was believe that that person was dead and it caused that shift. Now, you know, some people know, like I have a weird fishing hobby. Uh, so like I like to fish them from Texas. So give me a break. But uh, I lost like the biggest fish of my life on a certain lure. And uh, just the other day, I was giving this example. I walked into one of my rooms. All I did was see that rod and that lure and immediately it frustrated me. Just an instant state change, just like this. So it's very important to understand that thoughts create feelings because this is how you can have a higher conversion sales because you know how to trigger those thoughts, which can trigger the feelings. But anyways, we're going to kind of get back to the story here, but uh, it's very important to understand that if you believe something, you're going to act on it. I believe my best days were behind me and not ahead of me. And it left me into a very tough mindset trap. And then what happened was, uh, you know, I just realized I'm, I can't live like this forever and feel like this forever. This is horrible. This is, you know, just too tough to go through. So I have to start doing something. How do I get out of this? And so I went on the internet, started researching options, different careers, different industries, different things like this. And I stumbled across a personal development along this path. You know, and the first thing I came across was the black and white recordings of Napoleon Hill and his 17 principles of, of success. And if you don't know who Napoleon Hill is, he was an article writer in the 20s that uh, wrote Think and Grow Rich, which is a book of a compilation of 
uh, interviews and success traits and principles that he was, uh, after interviewing 500 of the wealthiest people in the world, introduced by Andrew Carnegie, who was one of his mentors. But um, that book changed my life. It, it made me start thinking differently. But um, so I came across uh, Napoleon Hill's Principles of Success, those black and white recordings. If you guys memorize those 17 principles of success and live by them, I don't know anybody that's not done that or that has done that that has not had success. So that's what I did, how I started it. Then I read Think and Go Rich, and this led me down a path of heavy self-development. I read uh, Richest Man in Babylon, As a Man Thinketh, and then I started studying the things that I wanted. So I wanted to become wealthy. So I started studying wealth. So I started looking at the most the wealthiest people in the world. I started looking at Andrew Carnegie, Vanderbilt, J.P. Morgan Chase, Henry Ford, um, looking at you know how all these industrialists made their you know created their net worths, and how they went from nothing, being born many of them immigrants and having nothing to come up with, and now wealthiest people in the world like Andrew Carnegie. So it's important to understand what you want. You need to gain information on. And so can, then, I, can I stop uh, you there for one second? Book. I want to dig in. I want to dig in on something yeah. you just said. So it took you two years to get to that point, right? Two years of this right. kind of self-pity, I'm the victim place. Now, you started this back when self-development was not as developed, so to speak, and kind of widely known as it is now. So it, something that I know I have experienced myself and I see and talking to other agents about the self-development path, a lot of them write it off as kind of a joke, right? Or this kind of foo-foo stuff. It's not for me. It doesn't really help. Um, how would you how would you help convince an agent who's again aware of this stuff? There are two parties, right? There are groups who are wholly unaware. They're in their bubble. They haven't been exposed to personal development yet. And there's another group who has or who has kind of seen it or you know heard a podcast where people talk about it, and they simply say that's not for me. That won't help. What sort of mindset shift or what guidance can you give people? to really kind of wake up to how important mindset and personal development is. Because again, it took you two years. You did the hard work. Other people out there have had the same experience where they've had to take the hard path. We have the opportunity to experience this on a shorter timeline, right? We have the blueprint. We have all the information at our fingertips, but people won't wake up. So how would you help wake them up? Yeah, so um, the first thing is like, it didn't just take two years. It that was so 2011 is when I lost my career with poker and it was taken from me. It was around 2013 when I really started coming into like self development, personal education. And three years later, after working every single day after I started that process, after I got into the self development process, because this is what happens: you you go hand up, what's the saying, head over heels into it, and you just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna change the world. I you know like I believe this, and you're you're all hyped up, just like think about a new opportunity and it start of anything. Excitement's the highest. And then you believe that this is going to work. I'm going to manifest my thoughts. You're hearing people like Jim Carrey talk about just looking at a check. Like, and then you start thinking if I sit in a room and say, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, like law of attraction is just going to work. It doesn't work like that. Um, and so in the beginning, it is not going to work the way that you think it's going to work. So um, it has to get much worse before it gets better. And so once I went into personal development, that's actually when my life really got even a lot worse, actually. Um, that's really when I really went into debt because I started believing in this, that like, I'm just going to attract the results I want and I can just manifest anything. And, and that's kind of like how it started. And I started taking big risks. And before I knew it, I was $100,000 in debt, almost facing bankruptcy. But I just knew if I kept focusing on on this and believing it and then never stopping, 
it was going to work, but it took a very long road of self-doubt. And this is the test that I believe the world or God, whatever your belief system gives you, can you stay consistent and structured and positive through this journey? Or are you going to back off and like what Nick's saying and like, don't believe it, believe it's like magic or woo-woo. But um, what personal development is, is it's the lifelong process of being all you can be in every area of your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, relationship-wise in all areas. It's a direct intent to improve our body, to improve our mind, to improve our relationships every single day on a continuous basis throughout our life. And so most people drift through life. They don't focus on any goals. They don't focus on the future. They don't focus on improving. Now, you yourself right now is somebody who has a snapshot of who you are right now. If you saw me 10 years ago, I was physically, physically bankrupt, emotionally bankrupt, spiritually bankrupt, broke in every way. And now I'm wealthy, healthy, proud, and happy every day. I'm generous with my emotions, time, and money. I give things away instead of trying to take from people and be entitled. And so what personal development is, is, is the improvement process throughout your life. And it starts with education. And this is why it's so important because when we don't do things, it's because we're fearful to do them because there's a risk. We're either going to risk our time or money or emotions. And so let's say that um, I give the analogy, if I'm at a cliff and I want to do a backflip off of into the water, but I don't know what's underneath the water. It could be two inches deep, rocks or sharks. The lacking of the information is creating the fear. I won't take the risk. But now let's say I come, someone comes by and says, there's a hundred foot of water and sand down there. And all these people have been jumping off here for a hundred years. The information coming in changes my perspective saying now it's safe because information came in, the risk goes away. Now I do my double backflip and nail it, right? Or let's say there's a girl that I really like and you, or you like, and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to ask her out. I'm in love with this girl but you're scared because there's not enough information. You won't take the risk to go ask them out. You're guarding your emotions. Then that, that girl's best friend comes up and says, Hey, you know, she has a kind of crush on you and she doesn't know you like her. Now the information comes in the situation, changes the perspective, and now you can take a risk. So when people are lost or not doing things or procrastinating, or they're living in fear, or anxiety, they don't have enough information or data on the things that they're doing. This is why people sit down and procrastinate. Same reason why people quit a business is because what happens is their excitement's high. They get into it, they start with the end of a month, and all of a sudden the, the punches and kicks start kicking them in the face, right? And their belief system goes away and they start doubting that they can do it. And then their mind goes down a process of fear and it says, The price I'm paying with money, time, and emotion is too high. And if I've gone this far and it's not working, what if it doesn't work and I put more time in? What fix am I going to be in? And then they kind of back off and then they quit. And then they do the next thing, then they're going to quit that. Then they're going to quit the next thing they quit right before they keep on quitting everything they start that they're going to quit. And this is because they don't understand that success is a long-term strategy that comes from consistency and momentum building through a 6, 12, 18-month window where usually results don't happen. So just know that in the beginning of self-development or beginning of a business or beginning of anything, you're not going to have the results that you want. It's going to be massively more difficult, massively more uh, stressful, and take way more money and way more time. And you're going to have to just understand, we call this the valley of the death, meaning the window of time where the results don't happen, but we're paying the sacrifice, but we're not getting the result for it. And most people, I believe their mindset breaks when they get into business, Nick, because they're conditioned from, from the nine to five world. They trade their time for income, meaning I show up to the income world and I trade time for it, not value. Meaning if I show up to work and I just do what they tell me to do, I may create a little value for the company, but maybe not. They're still paying me either way. Or in business, if you show up to sit at your desk for 12 hours a day and you don't create any value in the marketplace, you can actually go into debt and you can work every day, all day for years. So it's very important to understand uh, kind of all this, but um, so hopefully I kind of explain why your belief system is important because of how the thoughts create your feelings. Now, 
the reason why I think most people don't attempt to get, but that's why most people stop self-hypnosis. They, they change their belief system after they dabble into it. And then they say, this doesn't work just like a business doesn't work just like everything. And they quit and they have a quitting pattern. Now, why people don't get into personal development is they either had someone in close proximity to them, a friend, family member, or someone like say like, Oh, someone joined Amway back and they, they had a close member that tainted their belief system on like the most powerful business model in the world, which is an override system. It's created more millionaires than anything. But later in life, they go, oh, well, my mom didn't join Amway. So when this person pitched me a different something, their belief system was tied to that credibility of the belief system of the par- person they got that learning lesson from. And so a lot of people grew up in families that didn't have massive success. They didn't have Olymp- Olympians ahead of them, top entrepreneurs, and their belief system is I'm going to be more of the same. And they grew up around this and they don't believe that they can get out of the box. They don't believe it's even possible. And actually, I believed at one point enough that it was possible. But uh, along my journey, I started to doubt, is it even possible? I used to have these questions like, can an average person like myself become wealthy? Or did all these people around me come from generational wealth? Did they cheat? Are they criminals? Did they catch a lucky break? Is it just a few people have a lucky idea for an invention? And uh, I can assure you guys hard work, consistency, and believing in the goal that you have and never stopping for it, you will get there. But um, it's the belief that if they start this process, it's not going to work for them anyways, that keeps them from even investing any money, time, or energy into it. So you got two choices. You can live in a world where you believe that your thoughts, the things that you think in your mind lead to the actions you take that creates the environment around you. Or you can live in a world where you think that the environment around you, meaning the family that you grew up in, the way that you look, the money in your bank account, the president, the company you work at, that this is going to create your thinking. It has to be one or the one of the two. Either your thoughts create your long-term environment, meaning you can think your way out of your problems and solve your problems and create a new person, or it's your environment creates your thinking, meaning I'm a victim of my circumstances. So one is a victim, one is a victor. You decide what you would want to be. But what I can tell you is every successful person understands that their thoughts create their future and that if they think their environment is creating their thinking they will never be successful. This is very important to understand kind of what I'm going through. Um, Now, the next thing is like, as far as like mindset issues. So one of the most important things that helped me was what's called the law of polarity. Um, It's not talked about often, only in like really high level entrepreneurship, you know, like personal development rings. But uh, what the law of polarity states, it's the law of opposites. And it's, it's basically saying there can't be one without the other. You have to have a left and a right, up and down, inside, outside, hot and cold, day and night, positive, negative. So there's never a good without a bad and a bad without a good. And so, for example, with my story, when my online poker career disappeared, it almost made me take my life. But here in hindsight, years later, I'm sitting on here telling you it's the biggest blessing God ever gave me because if that poker career had not gone away and it had not gone away in such a savage, hard way to take it, it would have never put a chip on my shoulder strong enough to actually want to go out there and achieve success after it. So you actually heard this uh, Nick on our morning call with Sean Kagoska the other day talking about he got blasted out of the world and had that life. And then it put that chip on shoulder. So sometimes we need it. So that moment led me to this new life. Now, why this is important is that it's a reflective thought process. So one of the things that destroys our self-esteem or builds it, which is the most important thing for mindset is our belief system in ourselves. Do we care about ourselves? Do we respect ourselves? Do we love ourselves? is the reflective thoughts after things happen. So there's a three-step process that I teach, which is thought, action, reflective thought after action, meaning we have a thought first. Let's say I'm trying to lose weight and I have a choice in front of me, brownies, cookies, and pies, or salary sticks and carrots. So the first thought is don't eat the cookies and pies, eat the carrot sticks because I'm trying to get in shape. 
but then I put the carrots down, I eat the cake. That's the action. So thought first, I knew what I was supposed to do as far as the need. And I went with the want, the action as I ate the cake. And then the reflective thought after that says, what, why did you do that? You have no control. The cake is stronger than you. You, you why do you keep going down this negative pattern? And you start breaking down your self-esteem by that reflective thought. Now let's think about if we did it a different way, thought, eat the salary stick, pick it up, action, eat the salary stick, reflective thought, self-esteem building. You did a good job. You knew you wanted to eat the cake. That was the want, but you went with the need. And every time we go with the want over a need, we destroy our self-esteem, which destroys our mindset. So we need two things to be successful in business and in life. We need, or especially business, we need a vehicle, meaning the tool The for us at CXP, y'all may be insurance, y'all may be a restaurant business, whatever it is. You need a vehicle and you need yourself to drive that vehicle. So you have to have the belief in yourself that you can do it because if you don't believe in yourself, you can't. This is why people talk about it. Our belief system is how we show up in the future. And you have to have a belief in the vehicle. So if you believe that what you're doing right now will or will not get you where you're going, it has a big effort, a big um, relationship to do you show up to do that thing. So let's say the thing that you're doing matters more than anything in the world. And you believe that ABC is going to get you to the end game. And you've seen a hundred million people do it before. And you know this is the path to your future. You believe it, but that you, you don't believe in yourself. When the vehicle gets tough, which it will, you're going to sit down and not put time in. You're going to procrastinate because you have a broken mindset. So everything starts with self-esteem. And I have uh, videos on my YouTube channel talking about how to build self-esteem. But it's so important to understand the law of polarity is a law of focus, meaning in every good, there is a bad and every bad, there's a good. So at the moment, we don't see that. We usually see this in hindsight reflection, looking back years ago, years in, uh, in the future, looking back our life at that moment, which is what happened for me. But what now I understand is it's shifted my mindset to a positive mindset because I now understand that no matter how bad the situation I'm in, because inside me, I know I almost took my own life. That's how bad it was. But the moment that almost made me do it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So now I know when this adversity comes in, the struggles come in. Whatever I'm focusing on, I'm focusing on the negative side of the polarity, not the benefit of what's what's coming, not the growth, not the uh, test that I'm going to pass, not the problem I'm overcoming, not whatever I'm going to get out of it. So whenever we're in problems or adversity, we're focusing on the negative, not the benefit from it. But once you understand this law of polarity internally and you really understand it, when bad things happen, they don't, they're not as bad anymore because you understand that there's something in it that's beneficial to you. So you really don't you know, like get that upset. It helps you control your mindset, put that way. And then also to understand that um, one of the things I used to control my mindset, there's a moment where, you know, my faith system, you know, I'm a Christian. So I like, I just realized like one day, if, you know, if I believe what I believe and God's watching me and I'm handling these adversities, like a baby, I'm whining and crying and complaining, you know, that like tenants are moving out or people are stealing from me and all these things. These are small problems but I wanted to be someone way at the top of the world. I want to be massive. I want to have huge success. And I had to admit to myself, if, I, if I'm here at this level, but I want to go to that level, does the bigger level have bigger problems and more problems than the smaller level? And if I'm sitting here handling my problems, like these are the biggest problems in the world, well, how would I ever be able to handle any more problems than this? And so why would I ever be promoted? Why would I ever get to the next level? So the first thing is right now, guys, if you're not breaking through the next level, it's because you're negative. And you're whining, and you're complaining, and you're showing the world, and you're showing yourself, you're showing your family, you're showing your business, showing your partners that you don't deserve to go to the next level. So the first thing is you got to understand the way we conduct ourselves in adversity today is the way we, sh we the way that we get bigger problems tomorrow. But the bigger problems tomorrow come at the same strength relationship. So let's say that you're at the gym and all you can do is 100 pounds is your one rep max. It's going to feel a massive adversity to try to get up as one rep. 
But over time through repetition and pushing against resistance and going to the gym over months, you may work up to 200 pounds as a one rep max. But when you're lifting that 200 pounds as a one rep max, it's still going to feel the exact same stress resistance as it did when you were lifting the 100 pound uh, bar, because it's still your max, you're just stronger now. And this is where I think a lot of people self-sabotage in business when very people talk about this, which is they're already overwhelmed with what they have here today. They're stressed out and they're thinking, well, I can't handle more tomorrow. So I'm just going to stay comfortable where I'm at today, even though they're not comfortable, they're in their problems. Uh, if that kind of makes sense, because they're like, if I can bear lift hundred, why would I lift 200? But what they don't understand is as you solve the hundred problems, you build the strength and you're increasing yourself that as you get to the next level and the higher levels of life and business, the problems that you face, yeah, they're massive in comparison. If you took someone that was at the 25 pound level and gave them a 200 pound level, they can never lift. It's going to overwhelm them, but you've built your strength up to this level now. And you've also demonstrated that you handle these problems with honor, dig dignity, and respect. It's not going to feel any different than the problems you have today. That's what people don't understand. You can only feel so much stress. You can only feel so many problems. And so I think some people have that mindset issue and belief system issue that if they keep pushing, they're going to get themselves into too much and they can't handle it. So they don't keep on driving and they don't keep that aggressive push. But um, okay, I'm going to ask me some more questions, but I really want to get all that out and like, tie up some of all that together because it is uh, very important to understand. No, it certainly is. And those belief systems, you know, without that, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today. But one thing that I know held me back, and this is really kind of the last topic that I, I want to dive a little into with you is that concept that you mentioned about keeping promises to yourself and how important that is to build self-esteem because all too often life gets busy, right? There are things that we say we're going to do, some big, some small, and we start shrugging those off. And that can be, hey, you know what I said? I'm going to get that CMA to my client tonight. It's no big deal if I get it to him at 9 a.m. Well, that one little thing starts to snowball. You start to become okay with not keeping the promises to yourself. But can you talk a little bit about how simple that can be to add on to everything else you've already discussed and how it's honestly a really good place to start? If nothing else, if you start being mindful of when you say you're going to do something and you do it, watch the results that happen. Watch what changes in your life. Yeah. So like, I mean, um, so in the, slide, in the world we have, we have one thing that we all surround ourselves with is called the truth. And if we don't live within the truth, we're living in the lie and the truth is what gives us strength and what gives us power. And so the more we say things that are accurate and do things that are accurate, we become stronger. So the truth is what gives us strength in this world. So when we lie and, de and deceptive, and this is when we become weak and frustrated. So if I'm telling myself that, Hey, today I'm going to start my business. I'm going to work all day on my business. Or today I'm going to work out and change my body. I'm going to go to the gym. My mindset is, let's say it's at nine o'clock last night. I write a goal. I'm changing my life today. Tomorrow I'm going to get up at 6am and go to the gym. And then I get up and I had that goal to do, and I didn't do that. What, what just happened? I just lied to myself. So I'm not even living it within the truth in my own world. Now, why is this dangerous? Because if I can't even hold the promise to my own self, how could I definitely, I mean, I definitely could not hold a promise to somebody else. If that makes sense. I trust myself more than anybody could trust anybody. We trust ourselves, right? So it's like, if I trust myself more than anybody else in the world out of 8 billion people, and now I can't even trust myself to do what I tell myself that I'm going to do. How can I trust others? And now it creates a trust issue around us. We can't trust anybody else. And this is where like a lot of people have barriers because they've been burned and they've had issues with other people. And then they start to create their own issues with themselves. And then they have a trust breakdown. And so also, you know, you're just telling yourself a lie all the time and you can't even trust, you know, like if I can't trust myself to do the things I'm doing, why would I ever take a risk? Because what if I get into something and then 
I know that I'm supposed to trust myself to get out of it, but what if I don't, you know? So the first thing is we hold our promises to ourselves. So once we start doing this, the reflective thought, what we just talked about, you show up at 6 a.m. versus you don't show up. One was the want, one was the need. One wanted to sleep in and have some extra time in bed. One wanted to get up and change your life and become a Terminator. So which one is going to have the reflective thought that's going to build your self-esteem? Hey, I didn't get up to go today, but maybe I'll do it again tomorrow. No, you won't. You'll maybe keep doing it again tomorrow and every day tomorrow when you wake up at the end of your life and wonder why nothing was accomplished. You say today, today is the day I'm going to do it. I'm changing forever going tomorrow and it's a radical change is kind of how I did it. I just went from one day to the next and then never stopped. It has to be that way. For a radical change to happen, you have to change radically in the current moment. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, I think that's on that. Yeah, no, it, it's huge. And again, I think it's it's a super simple concept that I don't, I honestly don't think too many people even give too much thought and attention to. But one of the things it did for me developing that was obviously it builds your self-confidence. You take more risks, like you said. But honestly, more importantly, in our world as agents, right, boundaries are sometimes hard to come by with clients. And sometimes we're, we're our own worst enemies. We're not good at saying no. Right. So for example, last night I had a client call me at seven o'clock, said, Hey, can you put this together for me? I want to analyze property. Just grab the financials, throw it over to me. Past me, right? Even six months ago, would have said, Yeah, absolutely, no problem. I'm going to get it done. And I either would go against my boundaries, that's my family time, right at night. Um, or I would go ahead and skip on it, get it to him in the morning. Either way, I failed because I didn't establish the boundary. I didn't honor my own self. Um, but now I'm able to do that. And to my surprise, when you're honest with people and say, Hey, look, no, it's sorry. It's a little late today, but I can get it to you by 10 AM tomorrow. Is that okay? Oh yeah, sure. No problem. I've never once had somebody push back. So I think I, I want to have you back on for sure. Cause again, I know we can talk a whole lot more about mindset and it's not a one trick pony. This is something that you're constantly working on and developing. It's not, Hey, I'm going to do this mindset, personal development thing for a few months and then I'm going to be good. No, it's, it's uh, consistent. It's something you have to maintain. It's a part of your life. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll give you two things on the way up. So your mindset grows like your physical body. So everybody on here understands that if they go to the gym for six months, change their diet, they're going to look a lot better than they used to. And if they change their diet and don't go to the gym for six months, they're going to go back to looking how they used to. They don't think that about their mind. So think about what you remember from high school and college. Probably not a lot, right? Think about a book that you read one time five years ago. Maybe kind of remember the theme of it, but don't remember any real lines of it. So our mental state is not just we read books and work hard for two years on self-development or go to college for four years and just stop. Most people after college read less than two books for the rest of their life. That's why they become increasingly dumber and dumber as a, not to be insulting, but this is why people kind of go down that path and they stop to have their intelligence and cognitive abilities because you've heard the saying, what you do not use, you lose. So let's say you work really hard, read a bunch of books, and you start building up your mental strength and power, and you start having results, and you start to move forward in life, and all of a sudden you stop. As a month or two or three, four months goes away, there goes your abs, there goes your biceps, but they're the mental six-pack, the mental biceps. Your mind is the same as your body. You can measure your body. You can measure your weight. You can measure your arms. You can measure your waist. You can't measure your mind, and you can't see it changing, but you can see your physical body so that most people understand this with their physical side. 
But the mental side, it's not like you're just going to read a book or read a couple books, guys, for a few years. This is a lifelong process, just like physical vitality. And you're going to fall off the horse of personal development, just like you're going to fall off the horse with the gym. And you're going to go up and down and going to have different patterns. Sometimes you're doing the best, just like you're doing the best on your business. And sometimes you're not working. So this is a, a lifelong process of bettering yourself. And you're going to have fluctuations and cycles. And then um, the last thing with like, you know, to uh, holding your promises to yourself, <clears throat> why this is so important. You know, so you mentioned like, let's say um, you had partners or you were going to go to a meeting. So there's two kind of differences when we hold our promises to ourselves. We have individual promises to ourselves that just really affect us in our mind, but all promises to ourselves really affect everybody. But then there's promises to ourselves that actually really impact others. Like, let's say that I told, you know, I don't have children, but let's say you have children. And you said, hey, guess what? I'm going to pick you up from school today at two or whatever it is. And then you don't show up and it's four o'clock and six o'clock. What just happened? You broke your promise to yourself. You said you're going to show up at two to pick up a child. And then what did that do from that third party looking at mom and dad? What if this is your partners and you, hey, I want to meet you on the Zoom call. Like, let's say for this podcast, I tell Nick, I'm going to show up here today. And then I don't show up. And he just like, what the hell, man? Like I said, I'm going to show up. I didn't hold my promise to myself, but that lacking my promise to myself led to a lacking of promise to a third party, which what do you think that's going to do to Nick? So in life and business, this happens with clients, title companies, mortgage brokers, agents are trying to recruit, house, you know, all sorts of business activities. It's not just that when we don't hold a promise to ourselves that it's only negative towards us, it starts impacting the environment and the relationships around us. And this is why people have attrition in business or can never keep good people around them because people don't trust in them. And they understand that they watch this from afar and they realize these, you know, like, let's say like for mastermind calls, you show up one week, but not for a month. And then you show up randomly. People have no trust and faith that you're going to be there every week. It's the consistency and, and that the, you people finally realize this person does what they say they're going to do and they're always there and they show up. That's when leadership and the, the army falls behind you. So if you guys want to run a business that has employees or agents in our case, you need to lead by example and you need to be consistent and you need to hold your promises yourself and to others. And that's when the, the respect happens and that's when the everybody falls in that direction because they say, I want to be follow along that model and be like that model because it's so rare these days that people hold their words and treat people with respect. So that if you do, you're going to win at the highest level. Literally all you have to do is show up, treat people with respect and never stop. And you're going to have a business at some point It's literally that simple, but people over, over make it way more complicated because when the stress starts flying, they send a sassy, you know, disrespectful email back to their party you know, they're given attitudes, they're, they're fueling the negativity back and forth instead of, you know, handling it with professionalism, things like that. But um, I just want to point that out that uh, it's not just your promises to yourself are bad for your self-esteem, it's that it can actually cause you real business problems. Because if you don't show up when you say you're going to do, or say you're going to show up and you start doing these types of things, it's going to create foundational breakdowns around you and the things that you're building. Now, you're 100% spot on. I know you don't need me to tell you that, but with over yeah. 2,100 agents, you've coached all of us, right? Through a lot of these topics, the belief systems, everything we talked about today. But you also are sharing this with the world on your YouTube channel and other places. Where can people find you to get some of your insight? Um, again, we're privy <clears throat> to every week, so I'm appreciative of that. But where can they find you? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so like I have my Investor Army channel, but that's mainly focused on residential real estate investing. So if you're Want to go down that route? You can, but I, um, you know, I like this topic. I, you know, broken mindset and I fixed it, which is where a lot of you guys are at right now. So when you have a broken mindset, you can replace it with a better one. Um, but I decided that it was gonna be hard for me to film the type of content I wanted on my Investor Army channel, so I started a new channel, which is just my personal brand, Connor Steinberg, and that's gonna be 
more business entrepreneurship mindset, personal development, just overall what it takes to start, grow, and scale a business. So if you want to go check that one out, and then uh, you guys can just follow me on my Instagram, just Connor Steinbrook. And uh, yeah, be grateful if you guys go check it out. Subscribe to the channel. And other than that, uh, hope hope you guys learned something today and hope I guys uh, helped you helped you guys. Can we talk right now? But hopefully I helped a little bit. And uh, yeah, got nothing else. Unless you awesome. want me to. No, no, no. I appreciate it big time. I'm going to link those in the uh, show notes for everybody so they can find you easily. But again, I really appreciate you making time, being the first guest on the show. Um, and I will definitely right. uh, look forward to having <laughs> you back soon.